Quick note at the top, I was messing with the microphone arrangement and forgot to do things like noise gates. You can hear the atmosphere pretty good on a couple of recordings this week. And also, Angela and I are split uh, on your cans, your headphones. So if one earbud is out, then one of us will sound far away. Whatever. You can still hear us. But it wasn't what I wanted it to be, but I'm not going to redo it. You can also clearly hear our dogs snore and make noises, but that always got past the noise gate anyway. Dog snorts are just part of the show. Just like you. Do you think I know every human being with a mustache wearing an identical outfit with a hat with the letter of his first name on it? <laughs> because I don't. Bowser is coming. Together, we are going to stop that monster. How? Look at us. We're adorable. Oh, I got this. No problem. <laughs> Come on, Mario! Our big adventure begins now! Ah! Get it off, get it off, get it off! There's a huge universe out there. With a lot of galaxies. They're all counting on us. No pressure. Could spark spike real hard into that microphone. I'm yes. Sorry. Ask me again. Uh, what's your name? It's a me, Mario. I'm a Luigi. <laughs> sorry, sorry uh, about that spike there. I got excited. You know, I, I forgot knew, for a second what we were doing. <laughs> I knew uh, when I found out that the Mario movie was dropping last <laughs> Wednesday. I had said we were going to watch Dungeons and Dragons. That episode will happen in a couple days. Yeah, we did watch that too. We did watch that. But, um, I, I wanted to go see Mario, you know, and you know, I've, I've always been a guy that's been kind of like, I have a hand, I have a foot in both worlds in terms of, you know, like everyone else, I have my little nostalgic things that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a little more immune to it. Like I can objectively see that maybe it's not always great to be totally obsessed because I feel like the world is a little too bubbled in mm -hmm. to its own like pop culture preferences 
And, you know, when you're a kid and you're learning about stuff, you're like exploring and you're like being excited Mm -hmm. about what is this thing? What is this? Whether that be comic books or whatever. And then you get older and you really, a lot of people just seem to stop exploring, right? Yes. They just want the same thing that they got back then that made them feel good as a kid. But it's, but it's, but the older you get, it's near impossible to recreate that feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. The only way you can really probably do that as an adult is to just fucking travel and go places. Yeah. But it's amazing to me that people just kind of like double down into their own comforts. But I'm saying that with the point is, <laughs> let me adjust my camera slight a tit. You're good. I, I sort of think that a reason that that happens is uh, people's, what I feel is a current like modern problem of social anxiety and anxiety in general, because it's like a thing that if you have a lot of anxiety, you tend to watch the same show over and again, or the same movie over and again, or you go back to these things from your childhood that are comforting to you because they are not surprising because you know, what's going to happen. It's safe. You know, Mario is always going to save Luigi or the princess. Usually. You know, the Batman's always going to beat the Joker and the Joker's always going to get away. Yeah, yeah. And and you just describe things that I like. I know. But I but I do think there's a problem with like how obsessive and like because we're talking about we're, we want to talk about all kinds of movies. But I find that like the greater movie conversation and it's also just like how where we are with the Internet and communication technology. Mm-hmm. It hasn't made us it has doesn't seem to have made us more compassionate against each other. Mm-hmm. It seems to ma- be making us even more self-absorbed and talking at each other instead of sure. like communicating. And of course, there's great things about the Internet as well, like. I'm if I can fix my chainsaw, it will be thanks to the internet. <laughs> right. Right. But or me, because I probably can do it. Actually, I'm going to <laughs> ask you to do it when you get home tomorrow, <laughs> because you are better at that shit than I am. She's the one it's that fixes me, things. Mario. She's the one that fixes things. I'm fix things. I am the stereotypical nerd that doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> and when I knew I was going to watch this movie. <laughs> And, like, look, we're in our early 40s, right? We ain't yeah. getting any younger. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like, um, we're going to go... When I saw it, I was like, we're going to go watch this movie. Yeah. But then I kind of started thinking about, like, when I was a kid and I got a Nintendo for Christmas. Yeah. And I'm playing Super Mario Brothers, right? This goes back to 1985. 83, if you're talking about the original Mario Brothers... 81 if you're talking about the original Donkey Kong arcade. Wow. So this character is uh what is this? This is, is He's been with you your whole 40, life. 42 years old. Mario yeah. is a 42-year-old character. And I actually love Nintendo. Yeah. Like I love the characters, I love the Donkey Kongs, the Warios. I genuinely know a lot about this shit. And, like, I love playing, and all these games are good. Yeah, they're good games still. They're, they're kind of my kind of games. I'm not a first, I'm not going to go out and play Call of Duty online no. and shit. That's, I'm no. just not good at that shit. I'm going to play, like, sandboxy games, or I'm going to play, like, Mario or Legend of Zelda and shit like that. And I like retro games, so it's yeah. like, but I also was thinking, like, Watching, knowing we're, we're going to, thinking about my history with Nintendo and Mario, how far back it goes. Literally, 
the entirety of our lives. Yes. We are as old as Mario. I'm one year older than Mario. And he's... <laughs> and he is become such a recognizable yeah. pop culture figure. Nintendo was almost kind of like the Disney of Japan and how prolific totally. those characters have become and how successful that company has become. Mm -hmm. It used to be that company apparently goes back to like the late 1800s. They used to just make toys and then they got into I didn't know that. Then they got into making arcade cabinets and shit and then wow. moved on and ran the game and uh, they saw what Atari did and ran the game on consoles in Japan. So man, there's actually a, like a lot of history there. So I was like, but I was also like, God, I'm so fucking old. And it had me like thinking about like, and I'm really feeling it now. Like I'm starting to feel it. I, I do little things, side jobs to make money, but I probably need to get like a steady job soon. But I'm so old now that someone was talking about how like, that since the COVID, I was listening to this on a podcast and they had a theory that, that everyone is maybe stricken with long COVID and that mm. for a lot of average people, especially people probably about my age, whereas when we were in our early twenties, we could go stand in a fucking shitty job forever and ever hours and hours yeah, and just go and party all night. But like just the idea that I would go to a job where I have to stand for mm. a long time. You know, you know where I'm at now. Yeah. I'm hurting when I get home. Yeah. It's like I'm trying to come up with things that I'm, I'm just like so many other people out in this world. I'm a smart guy, but let me be honest. In terms of <laughs> popping off uh, in a fiscal nature here, I don't have that much to show for it. And, but I don't think I'm an idiot. No. And I think I'm a clever guy. Yeah. And if anything, I'm just more i think my own impatience is my own problem truly but but it had me kind of in my feelings knowing that i'm going to go watch this movie and this is a kids movie like a family movie yeah and it was a full theater when we went in there and i'm pretty sure we were the only ones without kids i was trying to look as we were leaving i was thinking about um renting a child <laughs> hey we have one we could probably borrow yeah a few actually yeah Honestly, we need we should think that more if we're going to go see since we're seeing movies. We have to do at that. least two three times a week. Go get our little cousins and be like, let's just go watch Mario. We have to do that. We got to we got to think about that a yep, little more. I'll be better about that part. But um, but it's okay because while we were a childless couple <laughs> in the theater in the mid afternoon on Easter Sunday watching <laughs> the Super Mario True. Brothers, I put the family at ease next to me by saying mentally i'm a baby i'm a mental baby at least a teenager so i'm gonna say this is probably not true but i also did go to the restroom and leave you alone next to that family for a little period of time so right after you be left 100 percent. no you went in before me i think or right before you showed up i turned but... to the family next to me it was like I'm a baby too. And they were like, they held their child. They held their children close to them after they, I did them. notice that the mother was sitting next to you and the kid was on the other side of her. That, so. that was the mother. I thought that was a little kid. I, anyway, I wasn't really, like, I wasn't looking. really looking. I wasn't either. really looking. We at weren't them. really looking at them. Who cares about them? We just, we were there before we got to, to this hang movie, out with children. What did I ask you right <laughs> before this movie started? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were like, and I love this. Oh, I can ask you again. You were like, is this <laughs> is this movie live action or animated? <laughs> I love that you knew nothing. I had not seen one still of this movie. That's I didn't great. even know it was coming out except for you telling me. If if you had not told me, I would still not know that it had come out. Because mm. we hadn't seen a preview for it. Because we don't normally go to kid movies. No, no. And this is actually our first Illumination Studios movie. Yeah, it is. Which is the studio that does Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Some other shit. We've never seen an Illumination movie because... We never seen any? We No, none. None. Oh, yeah, because DreamWorks did the feelings one. We've seen DreamWorks stuff. They've been around a long time. We've seen plenty of Pixar stuff. They've been around a long time. Illumination, I think, yeah, popped I off know. like in the last 10, 12 years. Yeah, we never watched the Despicable movies, and I don't really know about the Minions. Like, People I love these fucking thing, but... Minions. I know. They're, they're, they have their own movies. They're movie. big time. Yeah. They've got like a few movies. Yeah. Like, there's Minions shit so popular now that there's got to be like like erotic fan fiction about Minions. I'm sure there is. I'm I'm like positive that there is. Maybe a Patreon content will be us reading <laughs> fan, erotic fanfic about Minions. Uh, okay. The Minions. Okay. But yeah, this is our very first Illumination film. Well, I thought it was, it looked good. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any complaints about how it looked. It kind of seemed, but it almost seemed like you know what they're capable of now, and it seemed like, yeah, it did it. Didn't try to make things look different than what you would think they would look like. Right, they kind of kept with the iconic imagery. they really did. And, you know, and I appreciated that, actually. Um, I thought that... I loved the... I loved Brooklyn. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I actually thought that was really cool. I liked the characters of their family. Uh, You mean the the area in New York, not uh, the, the daughter of that Spice Girl and the soccer player. Oh, I didn't actually know that Posh Spice had a daughter named Brooklyn. I I could be getting my celebrity kids mixed up. Anyway, I'm sorry. I off. I totally threw that off for no reason. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. I like this family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn. Which is, if anything, is brand new. It's like we never, we've never seen Mario's family. Like he, like his dad and mom don't show up in the game. No, in no. any game. I don't. No, think. no, no. There were little call-outs throughout it, like, we don't hang out with him, but we see Diddy Kong at one point. Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong. I don't want to call him Diddy Kong. I think that's how someone in my family used to say Diddy Kong was like Diddy Kong. Or is it Diddly Kong? No. Okay. There's no L in that. There's no L. You know, uh, over the past, uh, very slowly, I've actually started playing, like, every Mario, Donkey Kong, Mm -hmm. or Wario game very gradual mm-hmm. getting through them by chronological order of their release. I think that's so cool. And just this past weekend, I finished Donkey Kong Country. Nice. Which stars Donkey and Diddly Kong. Diddy Kong. Right. So, Did- yeah, it was a fun game. That game was huge back in the day. Yeah. So this movie uh, made just under $400 million. 
in in the first in, weekend in its release up to wow. up to up through the weekend up to today. I just read on it. It's probably going to clear a half a billion sure. in a couple weeks. You know, it's it it's the perfect movie for now, I think, because of everything that you were talking about earlier with nostalgia, particularly with people in our age range mm-hmm. and them having children who are, you know, I mean, Jesus, when my mom was my age, I was 21. Uh, but most people around i know most people though around our age though you know have like middle schoolers you know and so or or younger and like this is the perfect movie because the parents are going to get something out i got something out of this movie like it was it was nostalgic for me i like nintendo a lot too yeah nowadays i spend most of my time um on the island of caddington in animal Animal Crossing. crossing That is, that is a straight-up <laughs> Nintendo product, too. And yeah. I love it. And I love it because even the One thing I love about Nintendo is I feel like you can look at a Nintendo game and know it's a Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. So even Animal Crossing, like, I actually, I'm such a nerd, and I try not to talk to you too much in a movie, but if I can say something that's, like, two words really quick... I sometimes will because I just want you to know something. But when the ghost man came out at the wedding, I was like, he's in my game. And because I do talk to the ghost. I know the name. That's I know the names of these characters. Yeah. That's King Boo. Yeah. And King Bomb was in the other aisle next to him. I know. And like the, the names of these little characters. Yeah. There's a point where. Mario, and this is just Easter egg fan service, right? Total. It really doesn't mean anything in terms of what the quality <laughs> of the movie is. Because I'll say straight up, the movie is just pretty straightforward as a kid's movie would be. It's not really that complicated. No, and it doesn't need to be. You could, you could, uh, if you if you just made up an outline for, realistic outline for what this movie is and where it goes, mm-hmm. you could probably pretty much hit the nail on the head, beat oh, for yeah. beat, on where it goes. The only difference being that... It's Luigi that gets captured instead of the princess. That's what I was about to say. So, this is a feminist movie. Princess Peach is a fucking badass. Yeah, Yeah. Princess Peach is the only ruler who knows what the fuck she's doing in all of the Mushroom Kingdom. Sure. She well, we is only strong had a, and we is only a see two rulers. We see Bowser and Peach. Yeah, but isn't that the whole can- the whole the whole world? I guess. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get into that. I mean, other kingdoms. But and anyway, stuff. she's kicking ass and taking names, not stuck in a castle somewhere, which would have been the way you would think they would do it because of the fucking games. Well, she was... He's uh, always saving her. She did have cool abilities in Super Mario Brothers 2 when she could float, but she was very slow on picking up that items. game, though, is, to me, the least Mario of all the Marios. Well, it's actually like a reskin version of a Japanese game. Because the actual... Uh, I wouldn't agree with that statement, but the actual uh, Mario 2 that was released in Japan was deemed so hard that was deemed too hard for American audiences. Oh, wow. That they later released it as just the lost levels and reskinned a game called Doki Doki Panic. 
and and put right. Mario characters in it. So all those little critters, like the shy guys and stuff yeah. that are Mario too, they I love were them. they were in Doki Doki Panic, and because they reskinned the main characters to be Mario, they just kept then that stuff became a part of the Mario mythos. And I love those guys, and I also love the bird and yeah. like the eggs. I love that shit. Like so, okay, I like that game. I'm just mad. Because there was one point I would always get to, and I never, ever, never got farther than that. Maybe I should try now. The, I'm uh, a grown-up now. Maybe the, I could figure it out. You know the Birdo character in Mario 2 that spat the That's eggs? what I'm talking about. That character's original conceit, at least the version with the bow on its head, that was pink. Mm-hmm. The original concept was that that was born a male, but dressed like a female. The original concept of the Birdo, and there's a lot of things that have been kind of like you know, moved past, sure. but the original concept of the Birdo was a transgender, like, I love that. adversary. I love that. And there's another concept here that the, and the movie is not going to play the, these things for obvious reasons, but, or especially what I'm about to say is that the original idea of why there are blocks and stuff floating around and like power up blocks is because based on a little blurb in the original game booklet of Super Mario Brothers, it said that the King Koopa, who we know as Bowser, hit hit the world with black magic and transformed much of the population of the Mushroom Kingdom into blocks and power-ups. So when Mario is just busting blocks and breaking bricks... He's killing Mushroom Men. ...that have been transformed into those characters... That have been transformed into those blocks. So for obvious reasons, they kind of have moved on past that story as well. Well, yeah. And so, you know, if you're... Um, and there's always been, like, you know, fun fanfic theories that 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 the princess and Bowser actually are in, a, like, a very tumultuous on-again, off-again affair. I love that idea. And, like, the reality is he's so obsessed with her because... Even though they're not good together, she lets him hit it every once in a while. <laughs> and that Mario is actually like the, he's cuck- the nice guy. He's the cuckold hero. <laughs> it kind of makes in also that princess <sighs> is maybe um, in the movie it posits that she's a human that got stranded. Potentially, but she says there's a lot of worlds out there. I think there's a little propaganda at play here. But she's actually, I remember as a kid, there were Super Mario Brothers comic books, and there was a King Toadstool mm-hmm. character. It never d- differentiated whether or not Princess from, was from another world. We only knew that she was in the Mushroom Kingdom and kidnapped by Bowser. There is a king in the early games. Well, I think you're thinking of Mario 3, where he has to go to multiple kingdoms and the kings oh, keep getting transformed. But there's no King Toadstool. So you can maybe think that the princess did something that offed her dad and kept the princess moniker to kind of show she was maybe humble before the mushroom people. But in actuality, she um, attacked and is like this superpower that pushed the Koopa Kingdom to the brink and forced them to lash back out against the mushroom kingdom. That's a theory. Uh, the we're we're yeah we're making shit up here. I don't know, but it's kind of fun. It's a good idea. But it's based on like it, it's total fanfic. Sure. But it's kind of fun to think about. Okay. Because so, if you look at things and how they play out, like yeah. she is a very powerful character. Yeah. 
You know, that power is not for nothing. Yeah. So what does that power represent? And it's kind of fun where you can go in your mind yeah. with that. Okay, I'll do one. Okay. Okay. So um, Luigi and Toad have mm. a secret love affair. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Luigi was always getting picked on because the kids could tell he was a little different. So mm. Mario had to take care of him. And he never found love until he Fungy was sexual. in the Toadstool He's fungi sexual. Kingdom. Toad Kingdom? Toadstool? What's their place called? Mushroom Kingdom. The Mushroom Kingdom. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we talk about the voices? Uh, Yeah, but... Yes, we will in just a second. Okay. But before we do, I just want to say that, like, this and the other movie we're going to talk about a little later... Mm -hmm. Is actually one of the few like very popular properties that, in terms of movies and shit, hasn't been beaten to the ground to death. Like yeah. we're only just now getting to a proper major animated Mario feature. Yeah, that's true. That's doesn't, surprising. Doesn't that seem wild that it took this long to get there? And also mm -hmm. because we had that live action one, and I've never seen it. Have you ever seen it? I have. I've seen it a couple it's, times. It stars Bob Hoskins. And John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. I was in love with him when that movie came out. So, yes, I saw it multiple times. But the creator... You uh, never saw it? Never saw it. Insane. I, it is kind of weird. Like, why haven't I seen that? We should watch it. Because I was... I played all those games, you yeah. know? But Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, he adopted the idea from the original Mario Brothers movie because there's a throwaway joke, and I've seen that clip, where Luigi... Where they're like, they're being arraigned for some reason. I can't mm. remember the context. Mm -hmm. And they're asking for their last name, and it's like, it's Mario, oh, yeah. Mario. Name, Mario. Last name, Mario. Okay, what's your name? Luigi. Luigi, Luigi? No, Luigi, Mario. Apparently, that concept was introduced by that movie, and the creator of Mario, nice. Shigeru Miyamoto, was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, he just never thought the about Mario it. The Mario Brothers. Yeah. Their last name is the, Mario. This is Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. I didn't know that that originated there, but I remember that scene very well. And I I actually enjoy that movie. It's not good. Don't think that. Mm. But it's fun, I think. I think it's fun. If you go into it being like, we're just going to laugh at this for a while, it's cute. I think maybe what turned me off from it was that when I, maybe I tried to watch it once and it looked so different uh -huh. from what I thought those characters were, especially like the Goombas and shit and the Koopas, mm -hmm. that I was like, no, that's not it. I think Pauline is in the movie. And the rest of the country was also like, no, that's not it. Except me and my brother, we, we liked it. Yeah. Is Pauline in the movie? Is that what they called her there? That's what I'm wondering, um, because you actually spend quite a bit of time in the real world. Pauli I mean, that's probably easy. Pauline was the person who was originally kidnapped by Donkey Kong. I know. She was Mario's and she made a first girlfriend. I play her in Mario Golf. She made a cameo in the movie on a news broadcast. Oh, and also the pizzeria that Mario and Luigi are in has an arcade game that is essentially the first Donkey Kong but the game is called Jumpman. And when mm. they initially created Mario, his name wasn't Mario. They called him Jumpman until the name Mario came along. And they actually named him Mario after the landlord at the Nintendo headquarters in Seattle who owned the warehouse where they kept shit. Okay. They named him after that guy. Apparently he was kind of an ass. 
Like it was almost like a joke to name it after this guy. But, Interesting. Uh, but yeah, they named it after their old warehouse la- landlord in Seattle. <laughs> I kind of love that. Yeah. I kind of love that. Fun fact. Why not? But let's get into these voice actors. Now, okay. when this when this movie was first announced, and it was, well, it was announced that it was coming, and then later they were like, we got Chris Pratt to do the voice of Mario. And everyone was like, what? Why? Now, a lot of the arguments were stemming from the fact that, like, one, he's not Italian. Like, I don't really give a fuck about that. I mean, you look at Japanese shit. Like, everything is just so vaguely, barely representative of it. Sure. I don't care that he's not Italian. He's also not someone who's known for being able to do accents or ever having played a character. The dog made a noise. I didn't touch her. You didn't run over her with your chair? No. She wanted to make sure you weren't gonna. Okay. <laughs> that was a warning. Like when you're backing up, yeah. she's doing like the beep, beep, beep. But Sorry, it sounds Jackie. like dying. Right. Where were we? You're talking about Chris Pratt's voice. He's not oh, used yeah. to it's doing It's not like he's accents. even somebody who, do you know what I mean? Like if you had a comedian maybe doing it who wasn't from Brooklyn, but you knew could do Brooklyn. Yeah. And they would be, it'd be, you know, fun. It's just too bad James Gandolfini's not with us anymore. <laughs> He should have been Mario. You know who should have been Mario? Christopher Moltisanti from The Sopranos. I love Christopher. They should have deep-ass Italian accents. Ugh. No. Well, I don't know what you're going to say. I that. don't either because I, I, I lost it. But the original voice of Mario in all the games, and he actually does every That's character. That's Mario. That's what I was going to say. Is Charles, Mart- <laughs> is Charles Martinet, yeah. who did the voice of Mario's parents in the movie. But guess what? He's still around. So but why isn't he doing the voice of Mario? But here's the point I'm getting to. How much money did you spend on Chris Pratt doing the voice of Mario? You know how many kids you could have fed? You know how many... <laughs> well, you could always feed kids. I don't kids. know why that's where I went. But, like, do something different with that money. Look, we we make we manufacture enough food to feed everyone in this country. Yeah, we just need to distribute it. So better. you just do it. It ain't got nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> They don't feed the kids okay. because it doesn't make money. That's How? that's why they don't feed the kids. Yeah. Unless it's funneled through a fucking nonprofit so people can congratulate themselves for it. Okay. Sorry. No, We're... you're right. <laughs> I was just trying that was just the first thing that came to mind when I was trying to say like you could do something with that money that's not give it to a rich person. Well, or you could just give it to someone who wants to pad out their portfolio. Yes. Because let me tell you the families and the kids that you're going in don't give a fuck if Chris Pratt is the voice of Mario. They don't know. Guess what? I, did, I didn't even recognize his voice. I didn't know it was him. Remember what? Well, he does this kind of vague Brooklyn, very vague Brooklyn-y accent. Yeah. But you'll notice in all the Disney movies we came up watching, there would maybe be like one or two, like Robin Williams was the genie, right? Yeah. In Aladdin. Who was the voice of all the other people in Aladdin? I don't know. The main guy, Aladdin, was the guy that played DJ's boyfriend on Full House. But that's the point. He's not like some super A-list actor. No, no. He was just some he was a Disney young kid. guy no. who can do voice work. Mm-hmm. And it didn't fucking matter. That movie made absurd amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Like, they had Jonathan Taylor Thomas yeah. in The Lion King. And I think uh, um, the voice of Darth Vader was like his dad or something, right? 
Oh, I think Jeremy Irons was in that. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Jeremy Irons did so play that, Scar. There was actually, and Whoopi Goldberg was the voice in there. So they but actually again, brought out some actors Those there. are big deal actors, but... Little Mermaid. Yeah. Name any voice actor. They all did a fine no, job. None, Na- of, none of those voices. Name those one voice actor that, that mm-hmm. like you remember the name that did no. it. And that's not against them. It doesn't matter because what matters is that the movie is good mm-hmm. and you like it. Mm-hmm. But the point is, they didn't need these huge stars to sell the movie. No. And they knew that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like... Like, there was some voice work in here I thought was really good. I thought Jack Black, Jack Black as Bowser great. was good. Mm-hmm. I do kind of like the idea of casting Charlie Day as Luigi. That was fun. I felt like that kind of made sense to me. I, like, didn't know it was him, but it made sense once I did know it was him. And he did a great job. Like, he did a good job as that character. But but Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach? Who cares? That could have been any... Yeah. You could have pulled someone who was used to doing animated, a woman who's used to doing animated voices, put her in there, would have been a fucking get fine. Get Tommy Pickles. Yeah, get Tommy. What's that lady's I name? I don't know, but she's so she also good. She does the voice of uh, Bobby Hill. She's so good. She was in uh, she was in uh, the, the Pee Wee Herman movie where yeah, he yeah. lo- loses his bicycle. Yeah, I know who you're talking about there. Big Adventure. Yeah, you could have gotten, Ch- Charles Martinet could have done Mario. Or yeah. he also does the voice of Luigi and Wario and all these characters. In well, the I'm games. glad that he was and at least Toad. there. You know, like, I'm glad that he was part of it. I'm glad that he got some money off of it. You know what I also noticed at the very, very end? I know this is off topic a tiny bit. Did you notice that it said the president of Nintendo and then it also said the former president of Nintendo? So it's like this thing where, like, they called out in the credits the president and the former president of Nintendo. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. I'm not sure if that means that there were two presidents in the span of making this movie, or if it's just a callback to the president that was around when they created all these. That was what I was thinking, but yeah. maybe not. I don't know. But it's just really interesting to me. Here was oh, and um, also theory on why it didn't happen until now. I really wonder because they're so protective of their brand. I really wonder if it. They waited until somebody would do it the way they wanted to do it. Like, the look like Mario. Like, I'm sure people spun it and they were like, we'll change it. We'll make it like claymation or we'll do this or that or the other. And they were probably like, no, that's not the way we do absolutely. it. Absolutely. They are absolutely, they are very finicky about that. Yeah. That's what I mean when I say they're the Disney of Nintendo in yeah. that they are actually very protective of their property yeah. and how it's represented. So, And I, I do think this was... A beautiful, beautiful visual representation yeah. of this world. I got so excited for Rainbow Road. Yeah, and you were like, you called Rainbow Road <laughs> one second before they like fell on it. I was like, oh, Rainbow Road! Yeah. But I was excited! Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so funny. You laugh at me as much as you laugh at these movies. Well, that's it's so funny going to the movies with you because you're like the ideal audience and how you react. I'm not kidding, folks. We're talking early in the scenes when they're when they're trying to fix this plumbing in this house. Oh. And the, there's a dog that's like mad at them. So there's this whole hijink scene going on when they're trying to get their plumbing business off the ground. And there's a point where they think they fixed the plumbing, and the dog wrecks it, and then water starts spouting from the walls, and Angela goes, (gasps) she like audibly gasps at water 
at broken pipes, which I guess, which I guess you have experience I mean, with. I do. That shit is scary. Well, <laughs> your pipes be breaking. Actually, now that I now as a as a as a homeowner as a homeowner, I now I now see where you were where you're coming I think from. It- <laughs> kind of thing like it you was jump scared a broken punched, water pipe. but it was like as though he got punched <laughs> the same kind of where I'd be like <gasps> so funny listen i was in it yeah i was enjoying myself mm. and you were <laughs> laughing at me so <laughs> so yeah mario's family they don't support mario and luigi mm-hmm. going off of their own plumbing business and then something happens where a big leak happens and they come across this pipe that sucks them in. Mm-hmm. And Mario goes into the Mushroom Kingdom, and Luigi gets sucked into the Dark Realm that is ruled by Bowser. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bowser um, eventually gets a hold of Luigi, and he has a plan to marry the princess. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. And um, and he serenades. Well, no, he <laughs> makes up songs about her. I didn't. I didn't recognize it was Jack Black. I didn't either until he starts singing the songs at the <laughs> piano. I'm like, oh, and I actually think Jack Black did a great job. He really in that did. Voice. He really um, did. Was- uh, and but shout out to Seth Rogen who was just there doing his voice See, of Donkey Kong. Just, just there. Just put me in. Just this make is, me Donkey Kong. I'm way cheaper than Seth Rogen. This is one of the thoughts I had earlier. Uh, that's how he laughed. No, well. I do uh, think the only time it matters who the voice is is if it's a musical. Or if they have a very distinct situation going on. Do you know what I mean? But that's the thing. Like, it's like, if you want to have, I don't know, like how they have Beyonce play Nala in, like, The Lion King or whatever. Yeah. Because that's, like, a recognizable voice, her singing voice. Mm. Or someone like Jack Black who's, like, or... Adam Sandler in, again, Hotel one of Transylvania. my apparently favorite movies, Hotel Transylvania. It hasn't gotten out of your head. And Adam does a little voice. And yeah. so it doesn't feel as a... I was thinking about that, too, because there were certain voice performances that were, like, seemed very, like, interchangeable. Totally. In this Mario movie. But in Hotel Transylvania, we didn't complain about any of those voices. Oh, no. But why not? Do you think those are interchangeable as well? No. Or did they really embody it? Yeah. Fran Drescher was that character. Adam Sandler did a great job. No complaint there. The thing about that one yeah. is they were all doing characters that were based... It was almost like it was written for them. It probably was. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, it's this group of friends who already know each other, it, and they all play characters... Friends. They absolutely are all are a group all of friends. friends, and they're all, like, playing characters that are towards their actual self and the character that we know them as. So, but this this movie, this Mario movie, they just fucking went for names. But, like, who gives a you shit? It wasn't to. who's best for it, except Jack Black. It was not who's best for it. It was who's a name. Yeah. And who cares who's a name? If they're not good, you can't see their fucking face. Right, right. You didn't need Chris Pratt as I didn't Mario. even know who Anna Taylor-Joy was until you told me she was the big-eyed girl. <laughs> We've been calling her the big-eyed girl for two years. I mean... I mean, she shows up in a lot of things. She's look, the big-eyed girl. She was good girl. in The Northman. That's the only thing I've seen with her in it. Yeah. I, she, fine. She gets around. Props to her. We're not against her career. But she didn't do anything spectacular. She didn't bring, but no, she didn't bring you, anything you special to You can't see her face, which is her whole look. Although, Princess Peach, uh, uh, also a big-eyed girl. Yeah. 
So, I mean, they had they did have that in common. Mm. Does Anna Taylor-Joy have heart-shaped bangs? I never noticed that Peach had heart-shaped bangs until Bowser wrote a song about it. Mm. Do you think Mario's the best representative of Italian-Americans? <laughs> <laughs> Look, most Italians aren't mobsters. Most Italian-Americans aren't mobsters. That's a fact. But all Italians don't mind co-opting a little bit of that culture that has been cultivated over the years <laughs> to their like uh, to their own things. Anyway, maybe I should uh, get out yeah, of that maybe, realm. Maybe. But Mario, excellent representation, re- excellent representative of Italian American culture. <laughs> uh, so Mario meets up with the princess. Princess is like, I'm badass. We I gotta, gotta go fight. fight Bowser because we gotta go recruit the Kong. That's what it is. Bowser's gonna come. Oh, Bowser got the star. Right, he's got the superstar. And so she thinks he's gonna use the superstar to take over her kingdom. He's planning on using the superstar to woo her. The thing in Super Mario Brothers mm-hmm. um, that you get in World One, like once you get to the the double platform blocks, mm-hmm. the superstar that makes you invincible for about. 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. Is the MacGuffin of the movie. Yeah. It's the ultimate thing. But I've played Super Mario Brothers. I got several stars. I know. Those things run out of juice. Yeah. All right? You burn through them. Am I right? You are right. But in this land, there's only one. Apparently. I did love the power-ups. Yeah, that's always fun. Big fan of the power-ups. I... Got so excited when Mario got tiny. That was another scene where you gasped. He got so tiny, though. You, he got yeah, it's tinier. the blue mushroom, the tiny mushroom. But look, okay, so Mario, tiny Mario's like this. Regular Mario's like this. Big Mario's like this. In this movie, big Mario is like this, regular Mario is like this, and tiny Mario is like this. That's crazy. That is fucking crazy. <laughs> Remember when he they got the cat suit fighting Donkey Kong? That's from more recent games, too. I don't think it's I've like seen the, the cat suit. I know it's, the fox. It's a little bell you can get, and it turns you into a cat. I've never seen that. Well, I did play a lot of the early Marios. Mario 1 and 3 and Donkey Kong were my favorite. There are a lot of power-ups out there. My favorite is the feather cape from uh, Mario World, don't where you can like ride the wind and go... Hmm. I like the raccoon. The raccoon is classic, um, but it was Tanuki suit in this one. They call it, but they called him the raccoon because there's where he just has ears on the hat and a tail. Yeah, but the Tanuki He's a furry, suit, basically. the Tanuki suit is the full suit. It's kind of the same, but huh. not. But the Tanuki suit in Mario Three, you could turn into a statue, and the enemies would walk by you. That's right. Well, they didn't do that in this. But the best suit in Mario Brothers Three was the rarest one, which was the Hammer Brothers suit, which you could get in the Ice World. I don't think I ever got the Hammer Brothers suit. I was a big fan. It was very rare, but you could find it there. I never did. Where you could throw hammers and, like, duck, and nothing would hurt your shell. Hmm. That's a great game. I, it was one, and, of course, I'm at Donkey Kong Country now at my list, so I've definitely played through all the Nintendo Mario stuff. Yeah. So. You know, they did a lot of cool stuff with the tubes, pipes yeah 
But you know what they didn't do? Is they didn't have a magic key. They're not going to be able to include every little thing in here. Yeah, yeah, I'm but just they saying. did they did pack a lot into this if movie. If they had done a whistle, they could have like went from one place to another place really quickly. Mm-hmm. And that could have been cool. So so they recruit the Kongs after mm-hmm. Mario bests Donkey Kong in a fight. Uh yes. Cranky Kong which is Donkey Kong's dad, in the games in Donkey Kong Country, where you first meet Cranky Kong, it alludes that Cranky Kong is actually the Donkey Kong that Mario originally faced in the original oh, Donkey nice. Kong. They didn't clarify that in the movie. No, 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 no. Well, no, because in this movie, Mario had never been there before. And in the game, in the game chronology, the Donkey Kong we have now from Donkey Kong Country ever since and on ever since is actually the third Donkey Kong. Yeah. Because he's the son of the original Donkey Kong Jr., mm-hmm. who was the son of, of Don- the original Donkey Kong, the Cranky yeah. Kong. But where the fuck has Donkey Kong Jr. been this whole time? He he showed up in the Super NES Mario Kart. Yeah, I know a lot about this shit. I, I know. And we haven't really seen him since. Maybe that's why Cranky Kong is so hard on Donkey Kong. His dad's... Because his dad ran off and was an idiot. Well, Donkey Kong Jr.'s dad ran off and got his ass captured at a construction site but he by a little lesson. Italian dude. But he learned his lesson. Yeah. And, and then when his son did the same thing, he was disappointed. Well, his son rescued him. Oh, yeah. Remember? No. Donkey Kong Jr.? I didn't play that one. Original Donkey Kong. Have you, you ever played Donkey Kong 3? Well, you no. should try it on our arcade cabinet. It's very hard. I bet. It's when you're like a, you're Stanley the Bugman, you're an exterminator, and you have to spray uh, Donkey Kong down from like the top. I have not done while, that. While bugs and shit like all fly at you. That's it's like, funny. It's very hard. Huh. Very hard. Um, but yeah. and You're co- kind of going through the whole movie. Did you mean to do that? I'm not really. I'm, okay. I'm very outlining here. Okay. It's very loose. Okay, keep going. But of course we know what happens. They yeah. recruit the Kongs. They ride carts. All the way into the shit. There's some mix-ups, and they Rainbow hit Rainbow Road. Road. But yeah, of course, they go to fight Bowser. And there are, like, I think the funniest part, and you mentioned that this was kind of weird for a kid's movie, was um, when the Luigi's in prison, and so are these penguin people that were originally yes, captured so by good. Bowser. And there's this little thing, it's called a Luma. Yeah, he's this little... Blue and it's star. it's from Super Mario Galaxy. I'm obsessed with it, and it and it's the voice of a child, and it and it says all these like bleak things like There's no escape. The only hope is the sweet relief of death. Can't wait to feel the endless embrace of death. Like it says like crazy shit like that. When they're gonna die, almost he goes, and oh, he, sweet. Release. Yeah, and he's like just very much nihilistic. There is no hope. <laughs> There's only death. <laughs> oh, you like the Luma? Character. I love him. Well, the Luma was the educational character, t- t- letting the kids in the audience know what's in store for life as they get older and their overall feelings on things. Oh, and growing up is so terrible that that's probably why. I mean, it can he's be. He's depressed. There, I mean, you do got to deal with the, the 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 pending mortality of everything. Yeah. I don't want to get too... That Luma really, really hit us. 
at our right in the core of our soul. Maybe I don't need to cross stitch things that he said and hang them around the house. That's really really dark. They would just get you a stuffed luma. Yeah. They should have a stuffed luma <laughs> where you squeeze it and it says all the <gasps> things it says from the movie. If that's a thing, I want it. It should be. Anyway. We only see Yoshi's in a scene, though. They're, like, stampeding, yeah, but we go right Yeah, they made it a Yoshi! You know, look, this thing is going to make a half a billion dollars. They're going to make a sequel. By next week. They're definitely going to make sequels. There's probably going to be more Nintendo movies through Illumination. Who's going to get stolen next You're probably going to get, like, a Donkey Kong standalone movie. You're probably going to get, like, a fucking Kirby movie. Maybe even an Animal Crossing movie. Maybe even, like, a Metroid movie. You know? Shit yeah. like that. Where you know an Animal Crossing movie where you just watch someone like build shit. I was gonna say I while a raccoon man cannot like, imagine a story in Animal Crossing. Like the whole the goal of the game is just to make the island as great as you can, so that this rock star comes to perform there. So maybe that's it. They're trying to like I get want the rock to watch, star to do a concert. I want to watch a ninety minute movie of someone just plucking weeds from their yard. But their voices sound like this. <laughs> Yeah. That's how they talk. Honestly, the only Nintendo <laughs> the only Nintendo thing that I'm like I don't care about that is probably Pokemon. Same. And I've tried. I've tried with the Pokemon. I've not really tried. Nah. It caught me when it I was I was in babysitting age. Yeah. When Pokemon was like first popping off hard. Mm-hmm. And so it very quickly became extremely annoying to me. Yeah. Cuz it's all the kids would talk about. Yeah, just not one I grabbed onto. Yeah. But yeah, but you're definitely we're gonna get some more Mario games. I'm sure Wario's just around the corner Ooh. of all this shit. So yeah, but the movie story wise, like we said, is pretty much straightforward, and the movie is just full of all those visual beats. And if you know this stuff, like you know, like I like I just spotted a lot of facts about this shit. Mm-hmm. Um. Then you you can get a lot out of it. It's kind of like the, if you're like the superhero movies. If you've grown up um, reading comic books and you see some character in the background or yeah. some weapon, you're like, I know who wields that weapon. Burr, 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 burr. And I think as far as like the computer animation of Mario, I thought it was fine. Like it it's good and it's just straightforward good in the way that like. But I feel like every current cg animated children's movie that we see now is always about this good yeah like i don't feel like it it was bad by any means the look of it Mm -hmm. at all like it looked fine it looked like mario but there was nothing actually exceptional about it i mean it takes a a lot of hard work to make these movies we gotta recognize that but when you think about like all the other shit you watch like the secret life of pets Wait, we've seen that one. That's an Illumination movie. We did see that. So Mario's actually the second okay. uh, Illumination movie. We saw The movie. Secret Life of Pets. You know, like... The first one. They do all kind of feel like they're the same, yeah. right? We The work the work there is intense, but it, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. And But when we went to see this movie, we saw a preview for um, the, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. Yes. Across the Multiverse. And he, and I and the first uh, the Sony animated movie, Spider Man Into the Multiverse, the one that came out years ago. I need to watch it still. That is a good movie. Honestly, probably one of the best superhero movies out there. But it's stylistically very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's interesting about that. Yeah. We also saw a preview of 
Seth Rogen is making a Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. But the way it looked... It looked really cool. It looks... The animation and the style, I think they're probably pulling from the success of the Spider-Man into the, totally. the Spider-Verse. Fair. By the style and the look, because they're playing around with the look of it. Yeah. And so in terms of, like, visual experimentation beyond what is already just weird as fuck about the Mario world... Sure. ...is pretty much straight down the line, you know? It's not like in Spider-Man where everything looks like transformed graffiti art, like specific shades of things. Mm. It's very much like what you could imagine a well-executed CGI animated movie is. And the mo- in the in the story itself very straightforward. I would mm-hmm. say it actually is a really good one to take your kids and go to. Yeah. But in terms of like how far it stands out, even though we're talking about something that I know a lot about, I got to be realistic. And to say that it was just kind of like down the road. It was fine. It was it perfectly was fine. It was fine. There was nothing there was nothing it wasn't terrible, nope. but there was nothing spectacular about it at all. Yeah. Which is kind of like what they're usually going for with this kind of shit. To, to something to be easily consumed by the ma- the masses. Mm-hmm. Apparently our um our the the biggest one of the biggest um demographics to go see Mario is the Latino community, the Hispanic communities. They love them some Mario. Nice. So they really went to the theaters for this one. That's cool. And um and the Caucasians are number two. We're slipping down to number two, but it's all right. We've it's had about it for too, time. We've had it for too long, honestly. You know? Too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to, you know, I, they don't, I, 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 there's no consensus on Latinx. I don't think, I don't think Latinx is a cool thing to say. What? You you know the term, you know the term Latinx? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're really... I think it's like some weird thing you're not really... It's supposed to be like... I um, thought it was like the non-gendered version of saying Latina or Latino, so you're not gendering someone. I think some of the criticism I've heard about it is that it's just kind of like like a word more for white people, not really what Latino people utilize. Okay, fair. Fair. I, I... But maybe there's no real consensus to all of this. Yeah. It may depend on who you're talking to. I would just, I would just say whatever someone wanted me to say. Sure. About them, you know. Um, I so. mean, I, I don't, the only thing I like about the term Latinx is that it sounds like like the, an offshoot X Men comic, where like where uh, Spanish speaking people maybe have like mutant powers or something. That'd be a great show. And I think that'd be pretty. I'd watch that. Yeah, Latin Latinx Latin X Men. You know, so uh, let's hump this movie. Let's uh, let's grab Mario. You get one end. I'll get the other end. Straighten my hat out for this. And we're going to like we're going to double team him. See my face. (laughs) No, we're going to bring Mario into our relationship as a third. We're going to hump him. But it's just how many times are we going to hump him? Hmm. How many how many fucking times out of five? This was fun, mm-hmm. and I think it was it was nostalgic in like a good way. I didn't, I don't remember groaning ever. 
No. You know what I mean? There wasn't any moment where I was like, oh, I can't believe they did that that way, or why did they do that? I was more just, like, constantly delighted by the things that they were sneaking in. Like, even when Donkey Kong is, like, he just, like, eats a banana and throws the banana peel and somebody, like, rolls off the road. They're not even racing. No, but just no. the idea that, like, anytime you're on a road, you're, like, in Mario Kart. Yeah, the and, blue like, shell. Yeah, it just, it was just really fun. And so, but you're right, the story wasn't that great, but it was really fun, and I personally thought it looked great. I'm going to give it a four. A four? I think so. God, I don't know. <laughs> you always you always rate, and you're because like, you well. you always are like, really? But it's, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I am surprised. I am surprised, but it's your it's your it's your choice. I mean, I, I but mean, I can be surprised at your choice. It's one of those things where it's like, what are you gauging it against, right? Like, middle of the road would be two point five, and I don't think it's a middle of the road. I think it was better than that because it was really fun. Like, Four is I really good. A lot. Four is like this is this okay, is a okay, really okay, good movie. Okay, I'm gonna revise. There, we got to do a review once where you don't revise your review. Well, then you got to not, every time I have a review, go, what? You just got to stand your ground. <laughs> if you loved the Super Mario Brothers well, movie, can you I be honest with four. you? I didn't think about it that much ahead of right now, and that's just well, why how would I'm you? feeling in the moment. Why would you? Is a four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, clarification question. Okay. Are we... Judging the movie just against itself and, like, what our expectations are of a movie and of that movie. Or are we comparing them to the other movies that we've seen? Because I was just thinking of it as, like, this movie, to me, a 4 is an 80, right? Yeah. 80% on Rotten Tomatoes would make sense for this movie. So, like, I guess I was just thinking this movie for my expectations of it and how fun I had watching it only thinking about it of itself i don't think it's a c movie so i don't think it's a three so in my brain that's how my brain's working so i'm just curious like do you compare them to each other or do you just compare to itself i think in terms of what you're going to compare to what i mean it's at the end of the day it's just up to how you want to see it and how you want to view it cool but definitely always we're gonna we talk about movies it's what we do on here so you definitely want to rate everything in the context of knowing what good things are and sure. what bad things are. And like when and when we say this is kind of middle of the road in terms of story, mm. that is done on purpose. They're not trying to go too hard. Well, that's too what I crazy. mean. It accomplished what it was trying to do. Sure. And for the age range that it's targeting, it made total sense. It's not for us. But then we went to sure it is we paid we paid a ticket to go. It's we're not the target audience. We always you know there's always this debate and this this always comes up with Star Wars and which uh. is like, um, like is it for kids or isn't it? Hmm. And I would say that it's done a bad job of being for adults and for kids. I agree. I agree. Because in the reality, especially as now as we've discussed that we live in a world of people who are doubled down into their own pop culture saturations into their own comforts to the extreme point that they no longer have any like artistic drive to go and discover anything new in culture. Mm. They just want the same thing rehashed over and over again. Yeah. But, but in that sense, so uh, I mean, anything is for anybody. We bought a ticket. It's for us. Mm-hmm. We didn't hate the movie. I, I liked it fine. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to say is because 
it did it it was it wasn't a failure especially not financially yeah but it wasn't like something that was like oh my god no you're you right. gotta go see the super mario brothers no you're movie. totally right and when i say it's it kind of like rides that line it's the perfect you know easily consumed pop culture thing the biggest things in pop culture you'll notice are the most like kind of oversimplified kind of shit out there you know which is kind of why i've gotten tired of superhero movies that's a great example of it but i guess in my brain this is more excusable because again it's a kid's movie and it's and like we mentioned before it's not a property that's been beat to death in these in the film zeitgeist but we go see a superhero movie i mean some are really bad but most of them seem to be just like they're fine that seems to be the consensus of it and i would say this is like uh, a few steps up above fine so i actually am going to give it to a three i don't Me think too. i don't think that's a bad score i'm gonna give it a three but it's not like you know it's like when we saw when i saw into the spider verse with our friend akil and we were we we're sitting in this movie and we're expecting it to be at least as good as any other conventional superhero movie and at some point we're we turn in the we look at each other in the theater and we're like Am I crazy or is this movie fucking good? Mm. And I didn't, that's not a, and that's not a move. That's not a moment I had in Mario. It no. almost like hit every generic expectation and that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, but it, but it isn't going to be, it's not going to spike an exceptional rating. Sure. So three, and you're going to say three. I'm going to say three. You really loved it when that sink no, uh, I'm gonna broke. Say three. So it's not a four. Nope. I think in our last review, you also dropped a whole... You you either went up or you went down a whole point. Well, I guess that I just need to think more about it ahead of time. Because what keeps happening to me is we talk about it and I get excited. And then I get, if I go first on the rating, I tend to give it higher than i actually truly this felt when i saw it. This is a five-star movie. Like, but, but I think it's... If you genuinely think it's a four, I think no, that's okay. I don't. Really, I guess. I mean, of course, I mean, you talked me out of it. I mean, honestly, I need to clarify every once in a while that for the listener, these ratings are meaningless. You're just going to rate the movie however you want to rate it. If someone's like at home is like, I think Mario is a five mm. hump. I would hump Mario five times at least. Then, hey, I'm glad you got that much out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is just what we're doing, and it ain't it ain't that serious. It's just it's just what we do to put a bow on it. That's all. So you stay with three. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. There's a dog snoring. Yeah, you can probably hear the dogs. There's always dogs. She's exhausted by how long it's taking you to find your thingies. She's exhausted from her walk and her bath. <laughs> so that's a straight on six, and look. A six is a B tier movie. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Six to seven point five stars is B tier. Well, good. Then I then okay. Then I do agree with that wholeheartedly because I think it is a B movie. Yeah. A B tier movie. The Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> gets a six. I think that's actually a very fair score. It is a low end. It's like Excuse a B minus. Okay. You know? No. When you think of it like that, I could be like, 
Well, maybe it's more of a B, but whatever. Whatever, you know. Like I said, it doesn't matter. We need to calm. We need to calm down. <laughs> okay, but that's it. Now, uh, we're going to sign off. What's your name? It's a me, Mario. And I'm a Luigi. <laughs> Death to all of the, the traitors. Folks, thank you so much for listening to Movie Humpers. If you want to experience us in ways other than audio, I would recommend subscribing to the Movie Humpers YouTube channel so you can see our beautiful faces and all the visual jokes you might not hear on the podcast. Also, you can watch us in our rawest form by subscribing to your very own Bob Sham over at Twitch. I'll probably change it to Movie Humpers or something soon. It just won't let me right now. So for now, it's your very own Bob Sham over on Twitch. The plan is to stream our movie discussions live, and you can watch us there uh, before I edit things out that make me look bad. You can also contact us over at moviehumpers at gmail.com, or you can follow our mediocre social media on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again, and death to all traders.